0: another episode of the SP we are excited to be bringing you these these weekly podcasts just where we can um, take some time to explore worldviews take some time to explore what we believe as Christians the real truth and how that um, intersects with maybe how other people view the world and I'm here with Monet I'm Pastor Will Monet Hi. (laughs) she just likes to say hi. hi (laughs) that's all she's gonna say she's really nervous today not usually.
1: I I know. You know, <laughs> honestly, I feel like I'm not usually nervous. I think I'm nervous about this one because um, it's very, it's a very, what I believe to be a vague
0: mm-hmm. worldview.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was looking into it, I'm um, honestly, I, I was, I followed this worldview a lot. And I think I'm nervous because um, I understand it. And we were just talking about it's. It's a difficult one to explain why it's not a worldview that's coherent. Hmm. Because it's more of a philosophy than right. anything else. So I think that's probably why Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's okay. We can explore all of that. Um, we're going to be talking about pantheism um, and I guess a little bit of spiritism stuff. Yeah, you can throw I'll that in there. Dive into.
1: Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think because um, pantheism, so let me read. From, because if you look up things online about pantheism, you're going to find a million different things and there are a lot of different um, interpretations. So mm. I have a specific um, a specific thing from the Encyclopedia Britannica to share. So pantheism is the doctrine that the universe conceived of as a whole is God and conversely, that there is no God but the combined substances, forces and laws that are manifested in the existing universe. So essentially it's saying that God is all things and in everything Mm. like worshiping nature and being part of creation.
0: So, but, but at the same time, it's like, God is also not really God, right? Right. So it's not, it's not at least the, the, the understanding of the Judeo Christian God, the, the God that we as Christians worship being this almighty, all superior being who created all things. It's almost like the universe. At least that's how it's described today. Yeah, that's how it's this, described this today. Under, like what the way that pantheism might have originally been described, it's kind of like a couple weeks ago or last week when we talked about um, deism mm-hmm. and deism in the 18th century is very different from the deism of the 20th century. And a lot of that's due to, I think, postmodernism that we mm-hmm. talked about last week, that because of postmodernism, people have, and we see it all the time, people like to shift and change definitions to maybe... and. I think in a way it kind of shows the inconsistency of their worldviews. The Christian worldview has not changed. Yeah. Let's point that out there. The Christian worldview has not changed Mm -hmm. in the 2000 years since Jesus walked the earth. It has remained steady and the same. There's been minor theological differences of interpretation in scripture, but it's not drastic changes in the way that the worldview operates. Yet, you know, it seems like every 200 years, the other isms out there have to develop new understandings of things because they have to go up against the pressures of society. They have right. to go against trends and all this kind it of stuff. Culture. It does. You even see it in things like Mormonism mm-hmm. where Mormonism, I mean if you've read any of the early Mormon writings from Joseph Smith, I mean he was pretty blatantly racist with some of the things he said. And so they've had to recant some of the things that their prophet says or mm-hmm. they just choose to ignore them. Right. So, you know, it's it's a mindset that says when you really look at the christian truth this is a major tangent so but i apologize that's okay, no. you look at the christian truth and you see how it's been unchanging for 2000 years yet all these other worldviews have had to creep up and then shift and get redefined and all this kind of stuff yeah. so
1: no i think that's a really that's good very point. interesting yeah. i know it was a little tangent but i think that's a really good point yeah and i'm glad you brought it up because it's true um and i think that that might be why when i was uh, looking into pantheism and how to really define it mm-hmm it's so vague because it changes like every century. It, it started about in ancient Greece and it really went from like seeing everything. things. As, like everything's <laughs> all ancient Greek. And it started, it came from, instead of having polytheism, so having multiple gods for many things, um, you know, philosophers started to think, well, a few of them started to think, well, maybe we don't have gods for different things. Maybe all of these forces come from something natural. So mm-hmm. there was one school of thought that everything came from water. Like our almost like god was water. Um or god was fire. That there's a little bit of that mm-hmm. in everything and that's our life force so to speak. <clears throat> the best thing that I've heard uh the best thing that I've heard that makes it really understandable the way to describe it is Star Wars. So you yes. think of like the force. <laughs> yep. Right? The force. And you know Just to kind of go into it a little bit, because we've shared this the last couple of um, podcasts, I definitely had this worldview and had no clue. Um, We were talking about it a little bit before. It really crept in on me. So Mm. the last episode, we talked about postmodernism, and I had a little bit of that too. Um, But I started to really become my own god. And that's essentially what pantheism is saying, because God is in all of us, God is in nature, we're divine beings, we're all part of that same breath. Like if you imagined God taking a breath, we're all that air. Mm. Everything and everybody and everyone, every material thing is all part of God. Um, And that being said, it's a material, uh, pantheism is a material concept. So when you think of things like the law of attraction, the energy of the universe, mm-hmm. bring things in, mm-hmm. that's saying that you can create your own reality, like as if you were God, right. right? And you can think things into existence because you have control over the material universe because you You've you're tapped into the power
0: of the universe. Yeah, it's like the matrix. One. Yeah, like the matrix. Recognizing that you're part of something that most people are blind to and then you mm-hmm. can bend the spoon with your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a, that's actually a really good point. It's like it's this entryway um, into an understanding that you're just one with everything else around you. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, I guess it's just a very strange.
1: It is, and you know what? This is this is totally random. Popped into my head. But in the beginning, we were talking about like why I'm a little bit nervous, uh-huh. which I feel much better now. But coffee part helps of it, or tea? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> tea. But um, you know, one of the things that I was having trouble with It's it's really difficult if you are a pantheist to see what's so bad about that. Mm-hmm. What's bad about respecting nature, being one with the universe. Um, we were talking about salvation and that's something that isn't in pantheism. That's in Christianity, the, the need to be saved. If you're a pantheist, you don't believe in that. So who cares? There's right. no need for salvation. Um, and typically people who are pantheists are, just kind of hanging out, mm-hmm. you know. It's it's a very uh, peaceful like philosophy. It's the surfer of of bro way.
0: religion. Yeah,
1: it's something like that. It is one
0: with the waves, bro. You
1: know, it's it's what's interesting though is when I'm thinking about myself, um, what becomes frustrating mm-hmm. is you're always seeking something else. Mm-hmm. You're always seeking peace. You think you feel peaceful, yet you're always seeking it somewhere. You're right. always going to another retreat or meditating more, mm-hmm. or you you don't have enough. There's because you're always attaining to be one with the universe, and I I believe that it's because you are not happy with you know you meaning somebody who's who's a pantheist or how I, I can talk about speak for myself. You're not actually happy with the reality we live in, so you're contradicting that belief yeah. that we're one with nature mm, and you're okay mm. with
0: it. Yeah. It's like this idea that I'm not happy with my reality, but if you believe in the if you believe that the universe is all encompassing and it holds everything, then you, you have to be happy with it. If your you're already one because,
1: with it, why are you seeking to be more one with it? Right. You know, why do you it's what? like a it's like
0: a desire to go deeper, but it's like a weird desire to go deeper because it doesn't lead to satisfaction. It's always a a a desire to say I'm all right, I've reached this level of oneness, but I gotta get into deeper oneness, exactly. which doesn't make any sense. Exactly. Right? Yeah, that's that's actually a really good point.
1: Yeah, I was just thinking that, you know, as we as we go, because I'm thinking about my own past and just other people that I know, and that's what it is: is you're constantly chasing peace. Right. Um, and it really is a, a contradiction because if you're one with the universe, then you should naturally be peaceful.
0: Right? Yeah, and you know, one of the challenges of of, of pantheism is it, t- it you you see it a lot more in first world areas mm. because first world areas are places that usually are thriving economically mm. they have stuff material, material possessions stuff, yeah. so when material possessions become a center point of your culture then obviously pantheism feels good because it's like oh law of attractions i can wish something into existence right. and i'll get it but right. you know tell that to someone who's in a third world country who fights to get water every day. They're not even going You know, there. and then you almost have to adjust pantheism to say, well, you just have to will that you'll get water. Meanwhile, you're willing that you're going to get the new iPhone 12 or something. Right. And right. it's like, there's just this discrepancy on the, the law, like almost that the law of attraction is limited by your economic status or limited by where you live or where you, the, the culture you find yourself in. It's based on perspective. It's perspective. And so it's, again, you know, this is going almost back to postmodernism mm-hmm. is it's like, if this person sees the world this way and this person sees the world this way, then that person's pantheistic ideas and what their understanding of the universe is looks drastically different from right. this other person's. There's no there's no definition of the universe. And I think that's... Every, everything comes back to that. What's, and by, again, you can ask that question to the pantheist. By what standard are you defining this universe? And it's experiential. Mm-hmm. It's always experiential because they don't have enough information sure there may be evidential information of like physical things found through scientific inquiry great but that's not that's not a deeper understanding of this like meta universe that mm-hmm. exists out there and that there's this universe that is going to bring me things if i right. will it hard right. enough right um what is that like there's no standard for that that just has grown out of people's desire honestly to be happy right. people want To find joy. You're not going to find joy in material things. That's been said forever.
1: You're constantly going to... You know, it's... If you really... If a person really steps back, Mm -hmm. I think and they're honest with themselves, you know, I think most people can admit that. Mm -hmm. You know, when somebody who doesn't have can say, well, it'd be easier to not have if I had more. But when you speak to people who are, you know, who maybe are well off and, you know, don't worry about money or have any concerns about money at all, they have issues too. Yeah. You know, and everybody is seeking... Something else. We even see that in in the Bible. You know, we see people who have nothing. We see people who have everything and share. They all they all need Jesus. They, you know what I mean? It doesn't really matter. Um, but something about the the pantheistic perspective that I wanted to mention, and this mm-hmm. is, this came to me before when I started to talk about the random thought I had, is because of my own experience. It's a bit of a, the best word for me to use is warning, Mm -hmm. Um, because the law of attraction works. There's a reason why people do it. And I remember when I was becoming a Christian and choosing to become a Christian, you know, making in the process of making a decision to become Christian, uh, that was something that I didn't understand, is I couldn't understand, you know, if God is all-powerful, then why can I you know, participate in the Law of Attraction because I myself have seen it work. Mm-hmm. I have to say, thank God, I was not successful in the things that I tried to attract. They were they were flaky, few and far between. Um, there were no major... I wasn't bound to them. And I think if I was, I would not have come to a place where I was able to connect with Christ. Like, I just wouldn't have... I wouldn't have because I would have been too distracted by the material world. So mm-hmm. all of my endeavors thankfully failed that had to do with the law of attraction. Um, And so the danger of the law of attraction and the reason why I believe it works is because, and it says very clearly in the Bible that the enemy is Prince of the air Mm -hmm. and material things are not difficult for Satan to take care of. For sure. Yeah. Um, And so I do think that there is a link to that. And I think that when people, it's a, it's a big deal. You're
0: tapping into something quite evil Mm -hmm. even if you don't feel that you don't you don't know that and again that comes back to that standard concept is if you have no standard for understanding good and evil if you have no and by standard i mean something rooted in rooted in history something rooted throughout the ages as an unchanging standard an unchanging base that you can refer to to understand the world around you if you don't have that Then when something like the law of attractions work, it's appealing to your flesh. It's making you excited. Mm -hmm. You're, I got a thing. Yeah. You know, and all of a sudden you're now hooked. It's almost like an addiction. Totally. An addiction to wanting more stuff and trying to will it. And Satan's all about that. Yeah. You know,
1: totally. And it becomes very, um, when you are, one of the things that I'm very grateful for, and I'm kind of turning this into a little bit of a personal testimony, but I, I you know, I connect to having had this experience. Um, when you become your own God, it is a ridiculous amount of pressure. Mm-hmm. So when things are awesome, it's your frequency and how you connect with the universe. And, um, you know, people who are watching this might have heard that. You know, even people who are practicing Christians, you know, they're they're also practicing attraction and frequency out yeah. there. Um, and so, I mean, honestly, when I first became a Christian, I still was because I didn't understand the dangers in it. Um, because it seemed to make sense, Mm. you know, there is such a thing as frequency and stuff like that. Like that's measurable by science. Um, so it, it, it made sense to me, but when you put yourself in the position to be your own God, it's awesome seemingly when you get what it is that you want, but when you don't get what you want. You're constantly trying to figure out, what am I doing wrong? Why am I attracting this? Why am I not peaceful? Why mm-hmm. am I not harmonious? What is off in me? What can I fine-tune to make my life better? It mm. all becomes, it's extremely, it's an extremely, um, you know, literally selfish yeah. way of being.
0: Which, I mean, when you think of, when when Jesus was tempted in the desert by Satan, and Satan brings him up and lets him look, it says he looks out over all the kingdoms of the world and Satan says, all this can be yours if you'll just bow to me, if you'll just, and, and Jesus obviously refutes him with scripture, a standard by which he knows actually it won't be, um, it won't be yours anymore, Satan, it will belong to me, but not by this means, right. not by this purpose. Um, that's what Satan's trying to offer people. So when you look at pantheism, he says, all this can be yours, yeah, All exactly. you have to do is reach out to me. And that's, I mean, it's heartbreaking in a lot of ways because it—it—it it, it, it is an absolute appeal to the flesh. It's an absolute appeal to um, the stuff, our desires mm-hmm. for more things. And we know that things don't bring us happiness. Um, yeah, it just, I don't know.
1: It's very, um, you know, what's coming to mind, I have so many things that are coming to mind that, mm-hmm. you know, might be if you... If you're a person, so, you know, we're talking about worldviews and we're talking about how there can be muddled worldviews. Mm-hmm. Like if you're a person who's a Christian and you might be introducing some of this into your life, some signs that you might be on the um, cusp of pantheism are things like stones. So that's very common to see right now. Stones? Stones, like crystals. Oh, like. So, like yeah. amethyst. The crystals. And the crystals. So.
0: I'm going there and shatter the crystals. <laughs> Let the Holy Spirit get in there and explode them from the inside.
1: (laughs) I was a crystal person. And I used to, I had my crystals. I used to put them, this is pantheism, okay? Mm -hmm. I used to take my crystals and when it was a full moon, I put my crystals out to recharge them. And I believed that if the, you know, when they were recharged and I carried my my stones, my crystals around, that um, it boosted my energy and it created a frequency around me that I would attract certain things and it would... Um, make me a better person in a way Mm. so you know if I had amethyst my you know my my um, third eye chakra would be you know this area that was energetic would be more open and Mm. I'd be able to do certain things more attract certain things more worshiping essentially I did not want to admit it I certainly didn't want to use that word Mm. but I was worshiping a rock in hopes that it would bring me peace literally in hopes so these are all things we do with Christ right I was literally worshiping giving glory to choosing to care buying putting out in the moon something to recharge it you know giving yeah. it giving it glory essentially we don't want to use terms like that because it may, you it gets real yeah. like, that's what I was doing and then I was carrying it around in hopes which is what Jesus gives us hope right and that I would have peace. And that, that it would, would make, make you me, more
0: powerful it would make me
1: more powerful more monet righteous. was
0: basically trying to be a power ranger yeah <laughs> it's like that's literally i mean when i think of this stuff i mean i'm an avid gamer i play video games i watch i watch lord of the rings i watch fantasy movies and star wars and all that oh, kind I of stuff was, and of i mean even star wars lightsabers are literally made with crystals mm-hmm. they're used they use crystals that the light reflects re- reflects refracts to and then it creates this this beam sword that you can attack with so it makes you know you gotta get your crystal because it makes you powerful that's fantasy and it's something it's it's actually really cool but when you bring it into reality it doesn't work that way it's not it's not it it comes back to what you were saying before the podcast started we're worshiping creation because it makes us powerful Mm -hmm. rather than worshiping the creator who and when you really think of it the creator who took on powerlessness for our sake you know i have this this quote i do want to read it it's from augustine Um, He's an early church father, and I had it, and then it went away, of course. (laughs) That's how it always works, right? He says, so uh, St. Augustine of Hippo, he's one of the early church fathers. He says this, you seek a happy life in a land of the dying. So just start there. You're seeking happiness in life in a world where people are dying. How could a life be happy where life is missing? Our life, our true life descended into the world, took our death upon his back and destroyed it with the superabundance of his life. And when you think of it that way, I mean that that really struck me in a way that said, now wait a minute, we live in a world where everyone's seeking happiness. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes we think, and pantheism screams this, that we seek happiness as a as a means of or we seek material things as a means of winning us happiness. But as we talked about with humanism, human humanism almost pantheism almost takes from humanism this way that it's like never be satisfied with what you have never be satisfied with what you achieved because there's always more right it's always deeper
1: right well it's interesting you say that and we talked about this a little in the beginning it does that but the philosophy denies that yes so you're saying like you're never really you're always trying to achieve you're always trying to achieve that oneness but you are still technically one so it's it's just goes against, you know, if you're a person who, who's practicing these things or you think you lean toward them, take a look at that. Like, yeah. if you feel like you're one with nature, why are you seeking peace? Mm-hmm. Um, and what you're saying, like, you know, when there's death all around us, like, how do you account for those things? You know, yeah. in, so something um, moral values wise, when we, you know, we talk about worldviews, we answer those questions. Moral values are essentially there's no good and evil. Every there's there's no duality, everything is one. Mm-hmm. And so there's no reason to try to be good. Um essentially it's do no harm. Yeah. Um so but even in doing those things there's still somehow is Which are there. all rooted
0: in scripture.
1: Right. Yeah, they are still The anyway. morals are still rooted in Scripture right. because Right it's objective a borrowed, morality. It's a borrowed
0: yes. worldview. But but something that just came to mind too is you think of the law of attractions and we were talking about how Satan uses the material like satan material things are easy for satan yeah you don't see the law of attractions influencing people to a attr- to desire to attract the end of apartheid and opposing in other countries or other nations right. because satan doesn't want that to stop and the reality is you can get material stuff but that doesn't make you a better person and it's not going to bring you happiness That's a good point. and it's it's all about this achievement thing it's all about that and part of that is you know we have these these two worldviews and, and with pantheism but well, when you die, what happens?
1: Reincarnation.
0: Yeah. So you enter into.
1: Back into the universe. It's like you
0: back fade back, into yeah. dust. And mm-hmm. okay, partially biblically true in the sense that God says, from dust you were made and from dust you'll return, or to dust you'll return, from dust to dust. That's a biblical phrase. Um, but he's really talking about the fact that your body decomposes. Like, hey, you're going right. to return to dirt and the, the worms your are going to eat your you. And, body. Like yeah. your material body, not some spiritual thing about you fading and being one with the universe it's not like it's not like Lion King where Mufasa's in the stars and right. you can talk to Simba i mean right. that's what i think of when they say being one with the universe is it's mm-hmm. like to be able to um or go back to Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi or Yoda becoming sorry spoiler alert they die <laughs> force becoming force ghosts and being able to manifest themselves when people are in need right. within the universe of Star Wars so right. that's it's not how it operates and and when you think of um, when you think of the gospel versus pantheism, people look at pantheism and they say, well, the universe is going to provide for me.
1: Oh, I did that.
0: And ha- But but again, it comes back to that law of attractions. It comes back to that yeah. material thing. Our provision is purely material. Mm-hmm. It's going to get me stuff. I'm going to work really hard, but the universe is going to reward me. Right.
1: The more and more I got dis- became disappointed, it, it, at first I wasn't, like I said, the more and more I saw that, all this stuff that I thought I needed or that I was seeking, the more it showed me that it was really peace mm. that I was looking for, um, and it the more it showed me it was like a reflection of, of who I was. And so I think that if somebody has this worldview, if they slow down a little bit and take a look at that and just just assess, is this what's going on? You know, I think that it's possible yeah. that it could be found that you're. What are you looking for here, really? And something else I wanted to mention that's different—a um, big difference—is that in the pantheistic worldview, there is no difference between you and I and a squirrel. So it's unfortunate. You need to. There's. You're Squirrels honestly are... just as. Um, you're just. And I. I used to believe this. Uh, I really did, and um, that really devalues our difference mm-hmm. as human beings um but that's what it is so there's no and that goes with the whole do no harm
0: thing
1: mm-hmm. um, but there's no difference between us and anything else in nature we're just happen to be an extension of mm. nature um so that's
0: yeah and, and think logically for a minute how can you find peace because you keep bringing up peace yeah. and this desire for peace how do you find peace when your worldview specifically has you consistently seeking more it's a self-defeating worldview you're never going to find peace because the more you're seeking is material and but at the same time you're constantly having to strive for it you have to work hard you got to lay your crystals out in the full moon you got to make sure you're packing the right crystals for the right thing there's all these these things and these rituals for any for, for lack of a better term these ritualistic things that you need to do in order to reach a certain power level now it sounds like dragon ball z um (laughs) to reach a certain power level that will get you to the things that you want with from the universe and the issue i have with this and you want peace turn to the god who created the universe Mm -hmm. turn to christ who says you have to do nothing and i will do everything
1: every other worldview requires works yeah including When you break it down, the pantheistic perspective, it seems like, you know, you're, you're doing what you can to achieve harmony. Yeah. You know, the Bible says that that's on our own, on our own as human beings, not possible. And, you know, I, again, like we talked about last week when somebody used to say to me, like the Bible says, I was like, and what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Because I didn't, I didn't necessarily think it was all true, but it does say that. And logically, Mm -hmm. when you put reason up against what the Bible is saying It is true. Yeah. Like there are, everyone is seeking some level of harmony um, that's around. And so if everyone is seeking some level of harmony and everybody's chasing after it and there's one worldview that says this is the answer, then everybody else is going to continue to chase after it and have to do works in order to get it. That's just reasonable. So. um,
0: No, you're right. And that's, that's it. I mean, when you really boil it down, it's like. Grace by works by it's not even grace it's not peace by grace works that
1: takes away, it's peace by works and it's you don't even actually get um you know peace comes intermittently it's
0: yeah they're different. all temporary rewards mm-hmm. and they're they're fleeting rewards yeah where jesus does bring an everlasting peace a peace bible says a peace that surpasses all understanding and that's a i mean you can't understand it apart from experiencing it so you want to experience something that is the peace that I think a lot of people are looking for. Mm-hmm. The true peace thats found in Jesus. Yeah. Who took the weight of our sin on the cross and sin something we're going to talk about next week when we do the Christian worldview. Right. I think that's next week, right? Or do we have Yeah, two weeks? we have to
1: we're going to have a guess. Figure it out. Yeah, hopefully. It out. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we'll
0: have. Yeah. So, um yeah, so talking about the the Christian worldview where Jesus took the weight of our sin and the, the death that we so rightly deserved on his shoulders so that we could have life and you know, that doesn't just mean going off to heaven and being, but that's, that's life. Like, what does it mean to exist as a Christian in the world? And that it's, it is this freeing, peaceful experience. And that is found purely at the foot of the cross and in, in Christ's sacrifice. And then his subsequent resurrection, which we're going to talk about next week. But yeah. it's, it's just,
1: Anytime we talk, it like brings up so many things. Like, oh, we it's should so have good. A topic on that. We should have a topic on that.
0: We could just do like a 24 hour straight podcast about this stuff, yeah. but I'd probably fall asleep. <laughs> even with the coffee. So anyway. Yeah. Any other final thoughts there? I always have a final thought. Go ahead, do it.
1: So, and I think we should make, um, we should do an episode about this in the future because uh, we talked about something that was about, like you said, something about uh, the Force, right? Mm -hmm. And how um, Obi Wan Kenobi became like a Force ghost and stuff like that. So, anybody who is out there and who is experiencing this stuff, even as a Christian, because like we're talking about, it can get a little muddy there. You know, I think as a person who's experienced this myself, it's important to say that there are people who have those experiences. And I think that Mm -hmm. in the future, we should have a discussion about what those experiences are Mm -hmm. and why. Mm -hmm. Because I had those experiences where I did experience like forced ghosts, so to speak. And it made it difficult for me to disbelieve what I was seeing but once I started to really dig into the Bible and do some research not just the Bible but you know other worldviews and perspectives and um, metaphysics I started to see the truth about what those yeah I
0: mean there's and there's a reason why the Bible There's a reason why the Bible doesn't, it doesn't discredit those things.
1: No, it says not to mess with them. Yeah. (laughs) Don't (laughs) mess with them. It says, doesn't discredit them. It actually acknowledges them. And it says, don't mess with those things for for a reason. Our
0: Western culture tries to discredit them, but the Bible is very clear and it says, don't mess with them. So um, we're going to get into all of that. We're, we're so, I mean, this is so fun that we're able to do this and uh, we're excited for next week when we're going to take everything we talked about the past three and christianity into the mix and the real like tangible worldview yeah, that we have I mean christian worldview. yeah it's gonna be awesome so yeah, excited. um yeah i don't know how i'm supposed to wrap this up i'm so bad at that i gotta gotta learn a tag a sign offline um but yeah yeah well
1: thank you for listening Th- thanks for listening
0: <laughs> tune in next time. Tune next time have a good one on the sp god bless <laughs> You don't know you don't you don't